And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host as always, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Oh, not too shabby. And now that I fixed my microphone from last week's fudge up. (laughs) (laughs) And we're both not sick. Well, that's good because it seems like we've been going back and forth. So it's nice to see you not coughing and sneezing and... Ah, oh, it's so nice. It's it's definitely at the <laughs> right. it's at the it's at the end of its rope. Two almost yeah. two months though. I bet you by the time I'm better, February will be it'll be the end of February. It'll <gasps> be almost two months because I got sick New Year's Eve. Pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in California, or at least it was. It was about thirty nine degrees this morning. Yeah, it's a little chilly today. Er. Yeah. You know, and it's you, Super Bowl Sunday. It is Super Bowl Sunday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, we are recording on the day of the Super Bowl. Yes. Not too shabby. Early, so we don't miss the Super Bowl. Or I That's, don't miss it. That, I don't know what uh, you're doing wrong. I'm not doing anything. I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a uh horse in the race, so I give two shits who wins that game. I'll probably Me too. I just like to do it. I'll probably like see it. But yeah. um I have a few things I'm gonna do today before the game starts, so we'll see. Anyway, uh, check out our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can hear the show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, all those cool things. Go check them out wherever you hear podcasts. And let's get on to what we're going to talk about since we're still doing February, the love and sex month, because this is, you know, that lovable month where we give each other gifts since we talked about Valentine's Day. I had a friend down the street from me who said, hey, why don't you check out this subject? And I was like, all right, what are you thinking? And she said, polyamory. And I was like, hey, I kind of know what that is because I know (laughs) some people who have that nonsense in their Twitter profile. So I was like, I will check it out and do some research because I don't really know anything about it. So I shot it your way. And you're like, yeah, um. I know something about that. So let's do it. And I was like, cool. Let me at least look up some statistics because, you know, I don't know anything about it. So let's start with the definition just so we can get that out in the open. Uh, Polyamory is a is the practice of or desire for romantic relationships with more than one partner at the same time with the informed consent of all parties involved. That's, mm-hmm. uh, does that sound about right? That sounds about right. So basically now that sounds like kind of a weird thing. Um, I'm guessing that everyone involved is allowed or is it just, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I really don't even know how to, to go down that. Is it like a dude that has multiple chicks and none of his chicks cheat or are they it, I allowed think it as well? It depends on the couple the, or the people that are involved and what they've made their their relationship like okay so there can be yeah. rules to said relationship mm-hmm. okay there's kinda rules like, in every relationship <laughs> th- no there is but kind of like swingers right where you know some some people in the relationship are allowed i guess outside and some aren't i don't know it's swingers also- is a different story because swingers um the connotation is that everybody's doing everybody. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. not, I don't think that's exactly what polyamory is because that could still be an exclusive thing, but it's just opened to more than just two people, like a couple. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. That kind of makes a little more sense. I found a few statistics that we can kind of throw out that, and I'll kind of give you the high end of both because I think it's more without, because they have a pie chart and without getting, without getting totally crazy. Um, basically the high end of people who say they are is about 6%, give or take. Okay. Um, there's used to, and that's about seven. And then the bigger, the pie chart, obviously like 60% of the country or these people polled said they weren't, um, the high end on gender is men at about 9% and women at about 4.9 that, that say they are. Uh, let's and it makes see. sense because guys tend to be less um, monogamous than women. Yeah, I would agree with that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that makes way more sense, actually. Um, age. So the high end of age is between 26 and 32. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Between 33 and 55 at 8%, followed by 26, 32. And... Uh, Obviously, once you start getting into the late teens and early 20s, it's it drops to about 6%. Uh, race. Let's see. Uh, looks like the highest is 10%. And that's black. Followed by white slash Hispanic at 82, uh, 8.2%. Hmm. Followed by Asian at 6.9%. And us white folk... At the bottom at 6.1%. Not, not too far behind, though. Uh, sexual orientation. Uh, bisexual. Highest amount. 14.5. Um, followed by homosexual at 8.7. And hetero at 6. And let's see. Religion. Which religion? Atheists. What do you know? 8.3%. Top of the barrel. Um, followed in by Hindu at 6.7. Yeah. I never saw that one coming, but, uh, so there's a, a a few small statistics about the, the, I guess, relationship status is what you would call it. Is that, Mm -hmm. so, um, we talked about it sort of off air about how are we going to go down this road? You know, and it's kind of an interesting thing because we all have opinions on like for me personally, uh, this would never, ever, ever, ever work for me ever. Only because I'm like, like I said, I don't share very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I couldn't. It, this would be a mental disaster for me. I would I, I would be it would be on my mind all the time. So I couldn't even uh, function under that those circumstances. So I would have to be more in a traditional relationship, like the mm-hmm. 60% that was uh, <laughs> more involved. Um, what is your take on said relationship status? My take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know um, I, I led you into that a little, a little, a little too much. I'm like, but that's a little, that's a little uh, vague for me. Um So back when I was married, I was in a relationship where it wasn't going to be monogamous. I was told from the very get that that was not his uh, cup of tea and that um, the lifestyle 
of, I guess, polyamory. I don't know that we really called it that, but it was, it was going to have to be something that was a part of our lives or we wouldn't work out. Um, so there was a lot that went on to, to bring this all about, but that's the lifestyle that we had for many years. And, uh, we are rules. I don't know. Rules is kind of a weird word, but our thing was there was not to be any other men, but that there would be other women. And, um, again, I knew that from the get go, it wasn't like it was a, a surprise. Um, and we did that for quite a while. So I'm very knowledgeable about what I, you know, what you go through, how it is, what, you know, what it takes, but, um, you got to give me more questions. Like, well, <laughs> what part uh, do you want to know? Well, here's, here's the thing. Well, yeah, let's let, let that makes it a little easier. So you, you're, you're leading, which is good because like for, for <laughs> one, we, we have to start with the, actually the, the baseline, right? So you, you were told quite early in this, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, what was the, what was the first thought? Let's, let's start there. I didn't think he was. I mean, come on. Somebody tells you that you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, you don't really think, mm -hmm. especially then we're talking, um, 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as, as commonplace as it is now, although it was starting to, to become a uh, more mainstream, but I, I, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't really think about what I'm doing, what I'm doing it. If it's something that, that I do or whatever, I don't know that I put a lot of thought into it. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be real, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. If you want to know my initial instinct, I was like, yeah, come on, whatever. Who's going to want to do that? So I didn't think that there would be any pressure because I didn't think that that was really a thing. So how, how long into this would did it did it happen or did it be brought up obviously on a very serious level not like it was ha -ha. always brought up seriously it was it um my ex did not pull any punches he was very honest and upfront about the whole thing um but when things started it wasn't i can't really tell you maybe like a year into things it started to pop off Mm -hmm. Um, it was very slow because I had never had any, um, experiences with any of that with, you know, sharing a partner or being with another woman. Um, so it was, it, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I had no idea how it was going to work, if it was going to work. And I didn't really know if I cared, to be honest with you, when you're in a new relationship, like you don't have the feelings or emotions that you would have as time goes on. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't put a lot of thought in it. He wanted to try it. I, I just kind of was like, okay, whatever. And that's, yeah, there wasn't a lot of thought. <laughs> so, so this, this is while you were dating. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We were living together though. It wasn't like we weren't together together. Right, right. Uh, we weren't married, though, at the time. So the marriage wouldn't have even happened if he knew that 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 I couldn't be a part of it. Right. He would not well, have married that me. would make yeah. sense. I mean, you, there's no reason to get, you know, knee deep into a marriage and then realize mm -hmm. that it's going to get torn apart 
over something yeah. that you knew about. Yeah. The so it wasn't see like to me it's it's a very vague thing at least how it's defined. So it, it and and I don't know cuz maybe there you know it is different with different people. To me it seems like you maybe it's a relationship and not a marriage per se that you that you it, all the partners know but maybe you're having sex with them at different times. It's not always one thing together. So is that how yours was, was done where, or was it always all in one? No, it wasn't always all in one. Okay. No. So it was, it was him with another person at some point and then him with you and then maybe all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at times. <laughs> I had to think mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with when when there was somebody in the situation that that I trusted, mm-hmm. um, things were much different, you know, because when you trust somebody, you do, I didn't need to be a part of everything or in everything. And and a lot of it was me testing myself to see if I could even do that, if I could even trust the situation not being right there. Mm-hmm. So I did do things to try to like walk away or be separate so that I could even see if I could handle it. I was to me, I was always testing myself because I didn't realize what boundaries I even had or how I was going to do this or if it was going to, you know, there was so much questions, so many questions, I should say that um that I experienced that I had to try to figure out for myself. So. But for the most part, we were together. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's obviously this is all looking back. So it's, do you, is there, see, I hate to say regret because that's kind of a bad word. You, you, you were with him for how long? 22 years. And for how long of your relationship was it like this? Hmm. I would say that at the end of our relationship, when it wasn't happening, that was when things started falling apart. But for the most part, uh, it went on throughout most of our relationship. I couldn't tell you exactly when it didn't or. No, no, no. no. Uh, Oh, it's more like a percentage of like a lot. So we're thinking a lot. lot. It was the, the expectation was that it was supposed to be happening all the time. Like there wasn't supposed to be a time when it wasn't. Um, the thought was that if there was another woman in our relationship, first of all, I would never get lonely because there would always be somebody around and women definitely are more in tune with, with women things than men are. So, you know, the, the, um, the idea was that it was, to benefit a woman too, because there wouldn't be, you know, with working and taking care of the house and the kid and everything else that has to do with it. You, you always had somebody there that would be supportive or helpful, you know, in certain ways. So, and that part was true. Like when there was somebody in, in our relationship that was in like in it, I would say, or like committed to it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there was a lot of more working together and, and friends and, and doing things and being close and sex was a small part of that, but, um, it was more the being together, having other needs met, you know, cause my, my ex wasn't very affectionate. So if I was sick or if I needed something, there was somebody there that, but it wasn't him. And it kind of like, for me, I felt like it took, it took the, the human part away from him too, you know, that he didn't have to do that or be, you know, he didn't have to be as much of a husband in the emotional part of things that, Mm -hmm. um, that I would have liked, you know, cause I was, I was definitely raised Catholic when I was younger and being native American, you know, we have, we have totally different values. So the way I was raised was more where, you know, my, my dad did a lot for my mom. And, and I would say that in my relationship, I did the most for everybody's emotional well being, and mine was left not being taken care um, of fulfilled. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I just don't think he could do it. I just think that we're different people and he comes from a different background and, you know, that wasn't his forte. Not, th- I'm not saying he was a bad guy or he was mean or anything. He just, mm-hmm. he was just more on the colder end of the spectrum as far mm-hmm. as affection and attention. It kind of reminds me of my friend in North Carolina. You know, we talked about it before that her husband also was an engineer and kind of in the same, the almost identical to what you're kind of saying mm-hmm. um, that he was, he was kind of colder or uh, aloof and mm-hmm. looked at things very differently than uh, I, and I hate to say most men, but most men when, you know, they're, they're just different. Math people are different. They, everything looks, everything's a uh, problem and they try to solve it a certain direction instead of yeah. throwing your emotion into it. So no emotion. There's, it's all, it was all reasonable. Um, critical thinking process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Critical thinking sort critical of thing. Thinking. So, yep. so yeah. So for me having somebody around was, and, and growing up, we always had people in our house there. It wasn't like, you know, we, it was just the four of us. There was always somebody living there. There was always somebody, you know, taking up, um, space and time and attention, you know, so I, I'm, I'm okay to let people do whatever they're going to do. You know, if they're around and, you know, like even as, as kids, like everybody used my parents as their parents. So, you know, you had to learn how to, how to just be okay, not being the center of attention all the time. And I'm really good at that. Like I, I'll let people do whatever the hell they want to do. And I'll just sit back and watch cause I'm entertained anyway. Right. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it wasn't, it, it didn't seem like a far fetched sort of thing. I mean, the fact that could we even make this happen? I was like, yeah, I don't see that happening, but whatever. But as far as like my ability to, to share, I, I didn't know what it was like, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I often wondered myself, is it because I was a little, um, guarded? I, I never fully like fell in love with my ex. And I do think I did. So when I question these things, I just, it's just questioning. Um, but I always wondered how I was even able to do that being that I wasn't, um, that wasn't anything that I thought I ever wanted to do, but it wasn't as hard. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, 
but you really have to check your jealousy at the door. You really have to be okay sharing. You have to you have to be able to talk and explain exactly what you're feeling and what's what you're going through in order to to keep things going and working. Um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. I mean, there at at the end of our relationship, I was just like I was tired of of trying to make something happen that I I didn't necessarily believe in. Um, and I said that I said. I said, you know, what if I want to try just being me and you? How, how, why can't we do that? Why can't we see what it's like? And he, that wasn't for him. That wasn't what he wanted. And he said he felt stagnant in, in a relationship when it was just one-on-one. And, um, ultimately because I didn't want to make things work as, as I had tried in the past, it, it, it didn't do anything for our relationship. It Mm -hmm. definitely added to blowing it up but at the same time like really if you ask some people people will say well blew what up because you never really had a a relationship anyway if if you were going out of your marriage so I struggle with all that trying to um figure out like where it went wrong what went wrong how it went wrong um I don't think it was just one thing but that didn't help for sure. Right. I, I don't think it's ever just one thing <laughs> ever. Right. Never, ever. Um, I, I would say, you know, obviously that's a, a hard thing to do. Um, yeah. It, it's kind of like polygamy where, you know, obviously I think it, they're very similar with the exception of you just marry more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's marriage is involved. There's nobody else that got married. We were. Right. No, well, well, because there's only a few states that allow, actually allow yeah, you yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. But, but, but it's a similar thing where, uh, I mean, I couldn't, again, having one person's hard enough. I, mm-hmm. I that's another reason I couldn't do it. It being able to, uh, I think it's a very bizarre way to live long term. It's a short term thing for that I could see working maybe mm-hmm. in your, in your early twenties to maybe your thirties. But once you start getting into like your f- late 40s and your 50s and your late 50s, you know, it, that's got to be a hard thing to keep up. For one, sexual desire is going to drop because the people that you're with are going to be, you know, changing physically, both men mm-hmm. and women, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you get into that, what how are you going to fulfill your life when your dick doesn't work anymore? Because that's well, coming. it's not always just about sex, though. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the sexual part of it, though. Right? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I understand that 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 you want more people in your life. That that's I, I'm before we get to that part of it. So that part is going to be a, a sustain. The sex part is only sustainable for a long period, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. You're right. The emotional part of that is something different. Because you're dealing with with different people that may fulfill a different emotional gap for you. I I understand that. That that to me was very bizarre because multiple times over the course of the 22 years with with women that were a part of our our relationship, they came to me and said that they had fallen for me, not him. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, I didn't even see that coming because I hadn't, you know, this was not something that I always wanted. So I had no idea that that was even going to be a thing that went on. 
and trying to maneuver through that as best as I could without doing any real collateral damage to anybody, because that's, you're very vulnerable in a situation like this, extremely vulnerable. And when it happened like three, maybe four times that the women came to me and said that they were into me and just wanted to be with me. And I had to go, wait a minute. First of all, I'm married. And second of all, that wasn't part of, of this. I, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't fall in love with, with, them in the same way. Like I didn't leave my ex for that. I didn't, um, I didn't try to make something more than what, uh, than what I ever said that it would be. But I was very, um, I was surprised by that because these were, these were women that weren't, they were also not polyamorous before there's none of that that went on. So I was kind of surprised by that. So, so this was also new to them. Yeah. Wow. That, so did your ex, has he been doing this forever? I'm assuming. I would imagine. So yeah, I'm, I'm, he did it before me, I'm sure. Right. But he was in, uh, another relationship where he was, uh, just with her, but he he said that it failed. It failed dramatically because um, of that and other things that were that weren't happening. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, he definitely said that it was he would never go back to being with just one woman after that. Yeah, I, I can see the emotional part. I can see being fulfilled mentally by by more than one person. Um, I mean, look, that's what generally happens when people say you have like a work husband or a work wife mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. someone at your work is filling that emotional gap. Um, maybe. And that sometimes does turn into something it shouldn't turn into. And then there's the times where they're literally just your friend. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, and they fill that space and everyone goes home to their real partners and uses that knowledge to you know, try to fix theirs or change or yeah, make their relationship really better. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> it, it, from, in my experience, oh. when when you go from, if you're in like a, like a threesome sort of a situation and, and you would go home to, to whatever person that you're with, I don't imagine that would work at all because you realize that the reason that you're doing what you're doing is because it's not working already. And then, you know, so there's that part. And then, um, you know, that things are so different. The, the relationships are, are so different and there's so many different layers. I didn't realize getting into this, like how, how much, when, when somebody starts with this, you think, okay, you're just going to have sex with a couple people. Not a big deal. Right. It's not, that's what you're doing. Sounds like it could be fun. Let's give it a shot. What, right. what the hell? Um, that's so not just what happens. There's, it's such a little part of, of a lot of other things. And it does make you question what your sexuality is, uh, wh- where you're at with things, what, what you do feel for me, 
I had to turn a lot of my emotion down in order to, in order to do what we were doing. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't love as deeply because I was afraid of getting hurt or being replaced. And the funny thing, he said, you'll never be replaced because who wants to be replaced? If you're doing something, you know, you're always going to be a part of it because why would, if I'm, if I'm into having more than one woman, why would I get rid of anybody? You know, I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because you'd need that in order to go further. Yeah. But it didn't, I didn't feel I don't know. I didn't get that special feeling that that I got whatever I wanted. OK, so when this stuff was going on, um, anything that that we asked for, we got like he was like, you could have whatever the hell you want. But I've never been one to need things or or, you know, gifts and stuff that was it's never been my thing anyway. So I really didn't utilize that as best as I could. <laughs> I should have a lot more <laughs> considering all the work that that took place in right. order to make everything happen. And I don't know, I just feel like for me what I needed I don't know that I was going to ever get the way I needed it from him. Right. Well, I I was just about to say the same thing you were saying like there there is something special about having someone that is, mm-hmm. is only for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or they give you that, that, you know, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, like I told you before, I was a second to someone's relationship, which is a whole other story and a whole other thing. But it, it, it was hard for me because this person made me feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, super duper, you know, in love. But I always knew deep down inside, I was always number two. And, and that was a weird thing. But every time I saw her, I did feel special. So it's this very weird uh, feeling to, to go down. But there is something about being special, that Mm -hmm. special feeling that you know that that one person is everything to you. So. Yeah, and, uh, that's why another reason I couldn't do that. Mostly, if, right? And and it, it's hard enough. Like uh, being a man, there's no way I'd let another dude in my relationship ever, never ever. That was also his. But his, uh, but I'll tell you this opinion. But being being close to a relationship where someone was with a woman, that doesn't doesn't help the situation either. You know, it's just as mentally draining. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not, uh, I'm just a one person person. So it wouldn't matter. Like you could bring 10 women in and I could bang them all, but it's not going to, it, there's also always going to be, what is she thinking? So yeah. is she into that more than me? What's going to happen? This is it. So to me, it's a, it's a mental drain, whether you bring, uh, a, a guy into your relationship or you bring multiple women to me personally, I couldn't do it because of how I think mentally it would drain mm-hmm. me and I would end up, you know, well, gone that's, anyway. that's why I, I constantly wondered like, where was my head with things? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, 
I was able to do this successfully do this for quite a while. I was also very undercover. None of my family or my friends, people that are listening to this for the first time are hearing more than what I've probably ever said to them. Mm -hmm. Now I do have my key group that I had to just open up when, when we were getting divorced and say, this was a big part of the problem for me because I didn't want to do this anymore. And I didn't feel like my needs were being met and he wasn't happy with the fact that I was pulling away. So it it definitely was a big part of our, our, um, separating, you know, it was because we couldn't successfully make things happen anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, for me, I was like, wait a minute, I really do like having one man to go home to. And, and if we argue, we argue, if we get along, we get along. Like I'm good at, I'm good at making relationships work. I, I, I do what I need to do to, to make things happen. Obviously I did this for all those years, but, um, I got tired of constantly trying to make things happen to keep him happy. Like one of my, one of my friends says, one of my friends said to me, you know, you, you don't, you didn't need to have any sort of stipulations on a relationship. It was already, it's already hard enough. And you guys had major stipulations. Like (laughs) this was going to be a part of your life. You had to agree to this. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know, again, you know, you don't think of it at the time, but she was absolutely right. There were stipulations on our relationship there. Mm -hmm. This had to happen in order for us to go further in our relationship in order to get married, in order to do all of it. And I didn't realize at the time that that's what I was doing. Um, and, and let's, let me just also say, I'm not a victim. I, I do what I'm going to do well, and nobody tells me any different. So it, it, I'm not saying anything to, to feel sorry for me, but I didn't, I just didn't realize what it was going to involve and what it was going to take and emotionally what it would take from me in order to make it happen and be healthy. Cause that to me has always been important. Like I'll do stupid shit all the time. Like that's just who I am. If it's something I haven't tried, I'll give it a shot just to say I did, but you have to be healthy. You have to have healthy relationships. You have to be able to, um, you just have to be able to go through the motions and not get caught up in, in all the thoughts of in negativity and, and jealousy and possessiveness and stuff. Because first of all, that doesn't do any relationship any good, but it definitely in this sort of situation doesn't. And, you know, for a long time, the sex was a lot of fun. It, it was just, you know, something I had never experienced before. There was a lot going on. There was a, I laugh at everything. So, you know, it wasn't like it was, it was bad. What was, what was the bad part was, um, the trying to keep everything going and, and make it look normal because I was very much, this needs to look normal because I live a life that I don't want everybody knowing my mm-hmm. shit, which cracks me up that I got this podcast. Cause I can't even believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> I, um, I, I really had to, uh, be ballsy today. Like this was not some, when I woke up this morning, I said to myself, all I want to do is say stay in bed. I don't even know. I don't have 
I don't even know how to say what we went through. Um, this is going to be an interesting podcast because I don't even want to talk about it. I kind of feel like I didn't well, want to talk about it when I was in it. And now I really don't because I'm back to um, not wanting to do it anymore. So my my opinion on what I want in my life is so different. And I realized that in in even opening up about this, I'm going to be judged by anybody I ever get with again. So this I is, mean, I, I disagree with that. I think that what you're doing is you're pouring your heart out for for what was all in all, not a bad marriage. No, no, okay. no. I had a really good mar- marriage. That, that, that's what I'm saying. We're so still like, really good friends. So well, so much that you talked to him about doing this. Yeah, I did. I, so, I went to him and I said, we're going to we're thinking about talking about this. What do you think? And he said, I totally think you should do it. And just be honest. Yeah. It's like, look, uh, again, people are people are people that like I don't understand it. And but. It's not for me to say that someone doesn't. I mean, I know it's not for me. And look, again, being the second in someone else's relationship that no one knew about me, Mm -hmm. it was was difficult enough. And and jealousy still exists within that, even though you might know the other person's not in a happy relationship. There's still jealousy of time, you know, Mm -hmm. like and and that's one of my love languages, right? Time. I, I want someone's time and there is something about that and not having that and having to only see somebody for a small amount of time to, to yeah, and get, you can't share your whole life with that person because they're no. only with you for a couple hours. That is yeah. really hard. And, and, and being able to, to go to lunch where your mm-hmm. head's on a swivel. It's not, yeah. it's not the greatest, but again, like I, I still was fulfilled emotionally you know, tenfold, like it poureth over, like what my mental thing was great because I, what I was getting from that was awesome. But the, there was a strain to that, that it was hard because I would, because I knew what was going on in that relationship. Cause we talked a lot. Yeah. So, well, you know. and, but you're not ever going to be able to share Christmas dinner with them. No. You're not going to be able to go, Hey, let's go take a ride to the beach. Cause they're, there was somebody else. Yeah. Or just if telling people about that person, mm. you couldn't a yeah. small, a very small amount of people knew about that. So, so there, there's something to it. Same with you. I mean, you wanted something to look normal in, in something that the societally isn't. Right. So, Especially at the time, because this was not it, uh, even now. I mean, if we're being totally honest, it, it's not normal now. You know what? It's a lot more common, though, than I've ever heard before in my life. And truly, I've always looked for people to make it a little more common for me because I this was not common in my world. This was not the way that I thought life was going to be for me. So. I, now, as as we've broken up and, and divorced, I'm hearing about it a lot and I'm mm. not looking for it anymore. Trust me, I just don't. if I could go back and just blink my eyes and not remember any of that, I think I would. Yeah, like it be- was there was a lot involved in that. And, D- and nobody really thought about what I was going through or even cared to ask. So do you think that. You know, obviously hindsight's 2020 and, and 
look, we, we've all done things that we wouldn't have or, you know, and, and stupid things like, you mm-hmm. know, if I could go back and change certain relationships or certain things like wrestling, my body is so fucked up now that that it, I, I feel it every day. I wish I could go back and say I never did it in a second. No, you don't. No, just to don't. feel healthy. It's so much of who you were. And no, I, even I when agree. I said, even when you cut your forehead and I was like, Rob, <laughs> you know, you're going to get older and you're going to have like these scars on your face. Do you care? And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And so I don't think that you would change it. If given the opportunity, you'd still do it. I mean, and, and we all would. And, you know, I, I wonder what my life would have been had I not done this. Mm-hmm. I really do. Would it? I wouldn't have the stories. I mean, I have really good stories. No, that's probably but, true. But here, here's here's the question I was about to ask you, though, with mm-hmm. hindsight. It, it, is there things or people that it affected that that um, you, you wish you could change that part? If there's is, is there anyone and again, I hate to say victim. Is there anyone who was wounded from being in that relationship? Hmm. I don't other, think so. Other than you too. You think everyone Mm-mm. walked away in your life that knew about it is you okay? Know, um, a couple of them went on to have more of the, the swinger lifestyle. Um, one ended up, she's in a relationship with a woman. Um, no, I don't think, I, I really do believe that I did everything I could to make sure everybody's heart stayed intact. Um, One of them said that, you know, she wanted to be with me and that I broke her heart. She didn't look like her heart was broken in any way from, you know, because we stayed in contact and I know what she was going through. I guess she did to some degree, but um, it was never anything that we, there was no lying. There was no, Everything was right up front, talked about. I talk about everything anyway, you know, even mm-hmm. even doing a podcast. Let's just face that. So to me, um, I don't I don't believe that we we hurt anybody. We there was none of that. Um, maybe there was one person that liked me a lot more than I was ever going to like her. And I just couldn't I just couldn't find you, you, when you like somebody, you just like somebody, you can't yeah. turn it on, turn it off. Like, nope. and I think she wanted me to like her and I just couldn't, right. like we were just too different. Right. Um, but outside of that, I don't think that we really. Okay. Well, I see, I think that's up. a huge positive that if, yeah. if nothing, no one was wounded from this or took it, um, you know, and it damaged them. And again, that's on them as well. But it, at least it, in your own eyes, you can say that that's good. Um, looking at that style of relationship now, though, and I mean societally, not not just you. What, do you think it's something that's sustainable? For everyone, and I'm not talking just you. What do you think the relationship as a as a whole, is it a sustainable thing for a couple or do you think that it will drive people apart and then off to a a regular relationship long run? I don't know 
I don't know if people would go back to a regular relationship. I'm hoping for that because I just feel like that's where I'm happiest and that's where mm-hmm. I want to be. Um, but I don't know because, you know, it, it's not an easy situation to do. It's not you really have to be in check with your emotions and, and your trust and your feelings towards things. I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's long-term term sustainable because, you know, relationships aren't long-term term anymore. Like people don't go the distance and, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you go to the, go the distance and you're in a more traditional relationship, that's hard enough. Now, mm-hmm. if you add more people to the mix, there's more moving parts. I don't necessarily know. Maybe two people would stay together where like other ones may drop off, come back on. I don't know how that works, but I know I don't see it being um, a lifetime commitment sort of a relationship. Did, uh, did you ever feel like a second in your own relationship? No, I'm kind of, um, in, in life, I would say that I'm more of an alpha female, not, I, I'm not that I want to be in charge or anything. It's just like, I'm the one that people pretty much go to, or will let lead the way. So I never felt like I was second to anything because I'm just not that person. Mm -hmm. Um, but did I back up to allow somebody else to be in the forefront? Absolutely. Yeah, but that's allowing that. Well, yeah, my whole thing is like, that's why I think it's not a sustainable thing for a lot of people, because at at some point your human nature kicks in and say, I'm not getting enough of this. And, Mm -hmm. And in a marriage, it's a whole other thing because you are supposed to be second. But in a relationship, you're you're. You know, the two dogs in the fight are one's going to be the alpha. Mm-hmm. And it's and at some point, you know, someone's going to feel second. And maybe that's when new people come in and other people leave. Maybe that's how that works. Mm-hmm. But I. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that myself. I'm I'm just a different cat and I, you know, it wouldn't end well. I mean, it wouldn't start. <laughs> that, it didn't just, end well. Yeah. It did not end well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, I don't. I really couldn't tell you how we made it work. I I did a lot of soul searching. Mm -hmm. I tried to make it work the best I could because we did have a good relationship, the two of us. Um, And and I'm one, as he is, a person of their word. If we say we're going to do something or try something, we do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's um, I guess we know our limits before we even say yes or no to each other. And and so. That was just something that we chose and that was what was expected of me from him because we, we do, um, stick to our word, but it was also very hard. I I remember in the end going, I just want to know what it's like to walk in the door and there's just one person there for me. And whether I can't stand him or I can, you know, cause let's face it, not every day is a good day. I just want to know that that person's for me and I'm for them. And when I go to bed at night, I'm going to be hugging him. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that statement. That's I, I'm that I'm like, you know, you know, me more than, than more, you know, most mm-hmm. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love that idea. Like there are going to be days that shitty, 
And, yeah. and that's just a fact. And there's days that are going to be overly good to mm-hmm. where you're always striving to hit that, that high again of whatever that yeah. day is. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I definitely love that idea. I, and again, as you get older, I think you, you're looking more for that emotional stability mm-hmm. as a coming home to having that one person that you, you just got to look in their eye, like looking in their eyes. I love that. I'm, I'm an eye person. There's nothing like looking in somebody's eyes and reading them and then sitting on the couch and cuddling. And then you're right. When that last thing before you go to bed, it's them, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's an interesting lifestyle to me. I, I again, couldn't do it. And my friend down the street was like, yeah, you know, cause she said the same thing. She goes, I don't understand it. That just, you know, it's a, and I get it because it's not the social norm. The social norm well, is if that you, if you just look at it, that it, all it is is sex. There, there's you're not going to get it. Um, when when women take care of each other, their needs are met more. That's just a given. Men and women have struggled with that forever. So that part of it was good. Like that was a solid thing to have somebody that did understand you or, you know, we used to team up on him at times too, because like they saw that <laughs> they saw that he wasn't doing what he needed to be. And that was kind of cool too, because when that happened, I was always right because two of us were right, you know? So if we're both saying yeah. it, then he had to deal with that. So that part was, was, was good. Man, two or headaches. The, yeah. Or if I worked late, you know, she would take on my roles of like getting dinner done or, you know, and and he never cooked for me. Um, So th- that was kind of cool. I was like, wait, somebody made dinner and I don't have to there. So there were a lot of elements to that. That was that was OK. It wasn't bad. Um, You know, the sex was when it was on was off the chain. You know, it was something I hadn't experienced before. So Mm -hmm. that was all cool. It it's. um, There there was a lot of good things about it. I'm not saying that there weren't, but it's very hard to keep. If you think it's hard to keep one person happy, try keeping two people happy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's then, what I mean. And then I throw kids in the mix, you know, um, that's another realm. Cause we tried to, we kept that all silent from, mm-hmm. from the kid, you know? So it, it was living, living a life where you constantly have to be in a secret for me was so hard. The, the secrets, I, I'm not good at that. The not, you know, not telling people what's going on with me is very difficult. Not being honest about what was going on was, was horrible for me. It was, it was lonely because I couldn't talk about it. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, again, uh, I, being the second in something where the people I could talk to was easy. She was in something where it was a secret every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and it wears people down. It, it, yeah. and it does. And I, you know, selfishly looking at it, you know, I, I was like, I'm getting things met. And, and obviously I think it, in some degree, so is she, but the, the mental strain 
on you must have been, how do I make sure that no one gets this or sees this? And everyone, my mom, my dad, like <laughs> everyone, though, because, you know, you have a lot of friends. Uh, yeah. So but my friends, you know, when. OK, so when I decided to get divorced, everybody was like, what happened? Because you guys didn't look like life was that bad at all. Like I everybody came to me for advice and and I'm I'm pretty good with the advice. You know, I had a lot. I, I see a lot of things, but I, it was also because of what I was doing and going through um it was you know so it it just not being transparent was very hard like that was the hardest part of it and did, not go ahead did anyone know um like or did or did they come back to you later and go oh, i thought things were kind of different or that was weird then and but they just kind of let it go yeah, the the next door neighbor that had heard things. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, but she was like literally next door. Like she was literally right next door. She yeah. she ended up finding out, but no, not too many people did. To be honest, I kept it very well hidden. Um, I'm kind of concerned now because like family friends that still don't know listen to the podcast, and they're sure. gonna know. I have clients that listen to the podcast, and they're gonna know. And it's not something I talk about at work at all. So. <laughs> You know, I kept it very, very well contained. Um, my mom and dad ended up finding out. Um, that was horrible. Probably about 10 years later. No, maybe five years later. And my mom was devastated and cried and couldn't believe it. And how could you ruin your life? And la, 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 la. And my dad swept it under the rug and we don't, we just don't talk about it. So right. <laughs> that was hard because... I didn't want them to know what I was doing. I guess I was a little bit ashamed of it, of course. Um, a little bit. Uh, was but I think that's societal. It's a societal shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's under, I understand. I mean, again, uh, nobody, most people want to go with the flow of the river mm -hmm. because it, it, it's easier to live. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just reality. Um, and again, you, you can't, you can't help who you fall in love with. That those are that's the other part. You know, there's obviously he gave you um mental stimulation that made you fall in love. That mm -hmm. there's there's nothing that you can take away from that. That's just fact. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't help it. It it happens. It, you know, once you get to a certain point, yes, you have to make a decision. You know, yeah. it's, it's shit or get off the pot <laughs> and and uh, it goes it boils down to I just quit working at it. I just quit making it happen. I quit participating. I just quit. And any time in any relationship where you just quit, it's not going to sustain a relationship. No, you're like, done. Quit with anything. You know, it's it just is what it is. It's and, yeah, it's equal parts. You you have yeah. to continue to do a hundred percent, or it's not mm -hmm. going to function. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just couldn't do it anymore because my right. needs weren't met before that even started. Um, so like the relationship wasn't doing as well as it needed to do in mm -hmm. order for that to be okay. And, it, and the relationship really needs to be strong in order for that to work. 
Uh, for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think, uh, and again, this is kind of a personal question on the outside looking in. Do you think you, did you fall out of love? There's the first question. And this is a second, this is a two-parter. Did you either fall out of love and, or did you just think maybe things weren't working for a quite a while and you craved having that relationship, a, a normal quote unquote relationship more than being, did you crave that relationship because you were so unhappy and you thought maybe that was just the way to get out? Like there's, cause divorce is a very bizarre thing and there's reasons that we get out is, you know, most people fall out of love. I don't, I don't believe we fell out of love. I, I believe that love changes, you know, in the beginning, it's more of this passionate sexual connection, but as you grow as a couple, that's, it's your life partner. That's somebody that you share things with. That's something, somebody you go home to, that's somebody that you could commiserate with if you're unhappy or be with. I, I do believe that as people, as people that were married, he and I never lost that. Our, our ability, I think we could go on an amazing race right now and win it because we, we are that good together. We do mm -hmm. communicate that well. Um, so I don't think it, I don't think that we blew that up. Most people I would say definitely do because jealousy will kill things faster than anything. And if you don't think you're going to get jealous in a situation like this, you're sadly mistaken. You will, you will. It's it, trust me, you will. Um, but I do believe that I was going through in my life where I needed to, to be the center of attention. I, I really do. Not that, um, kids don't come in between that. Not that, uh, jobs don't come in between that life does come in between that. But when it's a relationship, I wanted to be right with him, just with one person in that we cannot do. We, mm -hmm. it was just not something that he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I felt like I, I just, well, I wanted that, but I think I always wanted that. I don't think that I, I never sought this out. That was not my thing. Sure. I did it. I don't know why I did it. I don't know how I did it. I know why I did it there. You know, you're, you don't think that when you're younger, you don't think that you're, um, that you can't do something and anything that sounds fun. It's like, yeah, sign me up. Let's try it. But I didn't think of all the repercussions and all the work it would take and all of the, the growth I needed to do in order for that to be happening. So, but yeah, I just, I, I decided quite a while ago that I really needed to be just one person with one person. Sure. And we just couldn't make that work. Yeah. He wasn't happy. Well, and, and again, both people being unhappy is never, it's a recipe mm -hmm. for disaster. You know, yeah. it's, and again, sometimes you, you don't realize it. And mostly like in my case with my ex, you know, you go with the flow for so long that you, you don't, you go past the, yeah, we've, we've separated so far apart. We just do what we're doing to do it. Because mm -hmm. we have kids and we we're doing this and you're doing that. She's a good lady. And and I wished her well. She was at 40, decided she didn't want what she was in and moved on. She's happy. She's married. She's great. My kid ended up being fine. 
I think, you know, when you get to a point in a relationship, whatever the kind you're in, when you're finally at the, the, you know, end of it, you, you look back on it and go, "Mm, it was probably gone here, you know, two years before. And you're like, "Eh." or like you said, like, you know, maybe you were never in love. I mean, at least that's how, what I looked at. I think, you know, I wonder that I, I do I, wonder I, that to I some don't degree. anymore. I, I know. I don't think I was ever not the kind of love that I think I've felt since. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's something really different. Love somebody. Can you share them? I don't, that was always my question. I, you know, no. so to me, I really wonder, <laughs> I really wonder if we ever got to that place where we loved each other unconditionally because there were always conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we should end it on that. It's, you know, some things are con- conditionary love probably won't work. Yeah. But being in love unconditionally will. Yeah. I guess so. That. Um, you know, thank you for coming and, and spilling your beans on this one. Cause I know sometimes you, not that you hold back, but you're definitely a little gun shy sometimes. All the time. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of the time. All the time. (laughs) um, I'm not quite as gun shy. I'll say whatever. Um, Look, it's, it's an important thing that you can maybe get a little uh, free therapy through uh, talking things out sometimes. And uh, look, I'm glad that you, you spoke with him and, you could come on and and kind of just let things loose because the funny thing is, is this came this subject came from my side and my friend, <laughs> which was out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. She just happened to put it in a text and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, she's like, yeah, do this. So, you know, thank uh, thank her as well, because <laughs> I think that's, uh, you know, yeah, a, lot, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the people. I mean it from the standpoint that a lot of people who are I'm listening kidding. to the podcast are giving us ideas out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And, and I think that they're blossoming into things that, you know, people want to hear. I mean, the, uh, you'd be surprised how many people have said things to me afterwards, like, Oh yeah, I didn't think of it this way. Or I didn't think of it that way, mm. you know, and it's just two people who've obviously for a few years have done uh, relationships for long periods of time. And, this is always kind of interesting. So, you know, I always get asked if, if you go back and you have a chance to do it again, would you do it again? And I honestly got to say that I'm one of those people that would probably give it a shot just because I hadn't tried it. You know what I mean? Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't so horrible that, that it, I don't want to do it again. I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had the chance to do it again, what I would, would I do it again? And the answer is probably, yeah, because I'm just like, I really want to get to the end of my life. And if I'm sitting on my deathbed, say, you know, I got all these stories, I could tell you all about them. And, and, you know, maybe that wasn't my brightest idea, but it wouldn't be from lack of trying. Like it was, I I do things because at the end, I want to say that I lived in, and I believe it, even in this situation, I've lived a life that not too many people could live. And yeah, there's, I, I'm okay with that. No, I, did I, I get you. I, yeah. like that, so, you know, regret is regret, but sometimes you have to do the things that, that you think will make you happy. 
mm-hmm. and and whatever that is if you know if you end up if you end up going down a road because you think it was going to make you happy and it doesn't doesn't mean that you can't continue to go forward and get back on the right track of whatever and, life is and you know what it wasn't that i was unhappy either like i we we talked about kind of the downfalls. We didn't talk a lot about like the good parts of it, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of fun. We had, you know, I have stories that, that when somebody gets me to open up and really tell the stories, we're laughing our asses off because we have experienced things that most people haven't. So mm-hmm. I'm not telling people not to do it. I'm just telling people know that you're, you're, um, Chances of crashing and burning are high. <laughs> yeah. The the repercussions of, of, of yeah. doing this kind of relationship are probably not high on the winning part. Yeah. And if your parents are alive, like really think about that. Cause having to talk to them when I did was not the highlight of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that as well. And making them have secrets, you know, cause I had the secret, then they mm-hmm. had to keep the secret. Um, sure. It was probably really hard. I know my mom didn't completely keep it. And I know that when it came out to family, it came out rather Harshly. different than it was. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it wasn't easy to have to go to the next family reunion, knowing that people knew stuff that I didn't want them to know. So there are repercussions, <laughs> but not all of it was bad. But when it was bad, it was really bad. <laughs> Right. No, I, I no, I, I'm sure like, look, you know, it's that's part of look, that's part of the gamble of life and relationships. Mm-hmm. You got to gamble sometimes. You just do. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. But I really should stop and put my money back in my purse and go home sometime. <laughs> you know what, though? It, it, it's hard when the dice are just sitting there wanting to be rolled. Yeah. So, and sometimes you got to roll them. We only live once. I, I agree. I I agree. I think that people should make a lot more mistakes than they do. Like that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we love. And that's just a part of life. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I may not want to do it again, but apologizing, you didn't hear that out of my mouth. And that's kind of the thing. Like you, you really don't know until you try it. Right. (laughs) I didn't know anything, but I mean, (laughs) and, but I mean, that's in any kind of relationship. You you don't know unless you you know, look, some people like to stick their toes in the water first and some people like to jump in and ma- and see mm-hmm. how cold it is. You just got to, you know, it, it all matters who you are and what kind you do. But at the end of yeah. the day, if you fail, it's OK. Keep moving. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's more things out there for you. Put it this way. I didn't lose my friendship with my ex. I. You know, my my mom's gone, but my dad's still very proud of me. I didn't lose any of that. Um, I was a little embarrassed quite a bit. But outside of that, you can live with it. I hear you. Yeah. All right, miss. Well, that was an hour. Thanks for your hour. And I'm really glad I didn't even have to get anything super personal. So. No, because I, I think it was more of just we, we were talking about the, the style of relationship. Without yeah. having to, you know, I think it's more of people just need to understand that that it's it's a different lifestyle and it's for some people and not for others. Mm-hmm. And 
And if that's something that comes up in your life and you're not don't want to go down that road, don't go down it. And if you want to go down that road, go down it. It's I understand both sides of that. I I'm just not a share. I I want one woman and I want to, you know, throw everything I can at her and and give her that experience. So I get that. All right, darling. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Any last words before we head out of here? Think before you act. <laughs> God, I, you know, that's, that's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, make sure to check out those cool social media places like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Hear us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can hear podcasts. And just so you know, this is an opinion show, so don't get it twisted. Keep coming back and listening. We're going to have more love, sex, all kinds of fun stuff. Tina, until next week, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. You too.